This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the long wait for ride-hailing services here in British Columbia. The latest on that is the BC Passenger Transportation Board still dealing with those applications from Uber, Lyft, and many other ride-hailing companies as they seek an operating license here in British Columbia. They keep saying that we'll have these services before the end of the year, although we've been hearing that for years now. Now check this out. The revelation about thousands of sexual assaults, including 235 rapes in connection with Uber rides in the United States last year. Those are some shocking numbers. This is a report that Uber put out about the number of sexual assaults in Uber vehicles. It's prompted at least some groups to say, hang on a second here, before we go full bore for ride hailing here, these sexual assault numbers are disturbing. Do the drivers need more close uh, guarding and training? Let's check in with Stacy Forrester now. She's a coordinator with Good Night Out, and that is a uh, sexual assault prevention group. Stacy, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Tell me, uh, tell me briefly about Good Night Out. What do you guys do there? Yeah, Good Night Out uh, has a lot of programs that are focused on preventing sexual assault and sexual harassment, particularly um, connected to liquor serving establishments or the nightlife in Vancouver. One of our most popular um, programs that we run is a street team in the Granville Entertainment District on the weekends between midnight and 4 a.m. Okay, is that a problem that's getting worse in the entertainment district these days? Well, we know um, just a couple months ago that report came out from the Freedom of Information Act um, that kind of showed that there was 1,500 sexual assaults in Vancouver between 2016 and 2018, and over a third of them were in the the central business district where the GED is. Okay, let's so, talk about... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, those are just some disturbing numbers for sure. Let's talk about ride-hailing, because I know your group had said, look, one of the things that you're concerned about, and I think a lot of women are concerned about, is especially if they're trying to get home from let's say the downtown entertainment district at night is getting a safe ride home and if you can't get a taxi that's willing to take you to where you want to go if you're going to the north shore or something or you're going to the tri-cities and the driver doesn't want to take you there which happens look let's get some more services available right let's get ride hailing so we can get people home safely I, that was your position, right? You guys were calling for ride hailing, right? We, we've been saying that for a long time because yeah. so much of the street team's work is trying to get people, like you said, who live out in the suburbs or live on the North Shore home when they're too intoxicated. Right, right. What was your reaction when you saw this report from Uber about the number of sexual assaults that are taking place in Uber cars in the United States? I mean, I wish I could say I was shocked, but given the realities of sexual violence in North America, I'm not shocked. On one hand, I'm happy that there was data collected because that's the first step in solving a problem. We, we can't get any data out of the taxi companies or any accountability. So on one hand, it's great that there is some data about this. But the next question is then what are we going to do about it? And how are we going to stop right. this? And how are we going to bring these numbers down? Right. Now, the numbers are shocking. Uh, once again, this report talks about thousands of sexual assaults. 235 rapes, which is horrifying, and Uber rides in the United States last year. The company is saying there are no, there's no data available for Canada 
right now, but maybe you could assume that obviously there probably used to be some problems in Canada as well. Are those numbers, I mean, Uber is saying like, look, yeah, okay, there, these, these things have happened, but we're talking about millions of rides here. And if you compare it to the number of rides that have happened, 3 million trips, uh, you know, a day in the United States, that maybe it's not that bad. I mean, if they're saying, well, it's like, you know, 99.9% of the rides are safe. And, and I feel like that's a really problematic take on it because what then is the acceptable number? You know, yeah, how many sexual yeah. assaults and how many rapes are an acceptable amount? Well, they're saying that, that this is like, where's the line where it becomes unacceptable? Um, to Obviously, to groups like my own and, and other people doing this work, it's already way too many. Um, people should be able to move around their city on the, the SkyTrain, on the transit system and on rideshare free from the threats of violence. Right. Right. So how do we do this? I mean, are you saying that the we're told that ride hailing will be approved for Metro Vancouver imminently? I mean, it could happen any day here. Are you saying yeah. that they should put the brakes on that, delay it for a while? I mean, we've waited this long. So um, what would be... I feel like there's a real opportunity to emerge as a leader in a city where um, Vancouver has a gender equity strategy, which includes a goal of making the city at least 10% safer for women to move around in. And if we want to live up to that strategy and see that goal happen, this is a prime opportunity to step in and say, at least in Vancouver, I mean, ideally the whole province, but at least in Vancouver, let's, let's use this as a real example on how to prioritize the safety of our more vulnerable community members. Okay, how do we do that, though? I mean, like Uber is saying, well, you know, we already do a criminal background check on our drivers. If you've got a criminal record, you can't be a driver for Uber. You, they got to go farther with what? With maybe maybe sexual assault training? Prevention training, yeah. Prevention. We know that sex, yeah. sexual assault is one of the most underreported crimes in North America. So a criminal record check really isn't enough. And building in safety yeah. features into the app isn't enough because that still puts it on the target of, this, of these behaviors to to do something about it when the onus should be on the company to train all of their drivers in um, respectful workplaces, in sexual violence prevention, in, you know, the legal status and all, and all of these important prevention tools. Okay, speaking of Stacey Forrester, she's a coordinator with Good Night Out. They are a sexual assault prevention group in Vancouver. Um, you mentioned the, the safety on the app. And that there is an emergency button. I think you can you can press on the on the Uber app, right? That's one of the things that Uber is saying in the wake of this report, saying, "Look, we're improving our safety system." So there is like an emergency button on the on the Uber app. So if you are in trouble, you can immediately contact police, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I think that all the, all the tools we need in preventing sexual assault, the better. But ideally, we live in a society um, where again. It's not on us to continually be hyper vigilant and, and always aware of the panic button to get <clears throat> to get out of situations. Yeah. And I think that we also have to remember that a lot of people are using rideshare because they're intoxicated yeah. um, or they're, you know, not fully as alert as they normally would be, um, which is another reason why these rides have to take that extra step to keep passengers and drivers safe. Because that report included that almost half of those um, assaults and attempted assaults were against drivers. Okay, another thing that Uber is saying, and they sent us a statement, by the way, saying, well, okay, we acknowledge that these these numbers are, are scary and disturbing, but they also say, well, look at the number of sexual assaults going on 
on large metropolitan transit services. So they said, for example, last year in New York City, there were 1,125 complaints of sexual assault uh, on the transit system in the same period. Are you buying that as kind of an excuse or or any kind of context that? I mean, you know, that's that's like saying, well, you know, like, well, look how bad they're doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Instead of yeah. you know acknowledging what the real issues, we know that that assaults and attempted assaults on transit happen. I mean, just last week. Um, the transit police released a, a new anti-groping campaign, right? So, so we know that all modes of transit are can be potentially unsafe, and that it is not acceptable to say, "Oh, well, the buses are just as bad. We don't have to do anything." Um, I, I really want to see a shift in our culture to say, "You know what? Yes, what can we do to make this mode of transportation safer?" Right, and the other thing that jumped out at me on transit for your thoughts on it are. You know, I mean, you talk to many women who will tell you how, how many women have been groped on a bus. You know what I mean? Like if you're on a if you're on a crowded bus or a crowded sky train, how many women would report having they've been touched inappropriately? And I wonder if that's included in these that's that's included as a sexual assault in the transit system. It's a little different when you're in a, like a private car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, we know that transit, because of the an- 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 anonymity of passengers, we know that right, groping right. on transit is a huge problem. Oh, yeah. um, and and we, Good Night Out has been hearing for years that there's also been problems with taxi cabs, except we don't have really great data about any of these um, two kind of hotspots for, for harassment, um, which is why I see this as an opportunity. This data is like something to respond to and something to react to rather yeah. than say, well trains are just as bad you mentioned like the taxi so you guys have asked for stats and data from the taxi industry and they won't give it they won't give it out we've been trying to work with taxis in vancouver for a long time because we have been um kind of fielding many concerns particularly from women and the lgbtq community in vancouver that they've had incidences of harassment in taxi cabs but we, we haven't made any headway um, which is why I'm seeing this situation as almost a positive in that we can't get the taxis to respond to this issue, so maybe we can get the rideshare sector too. Well, yeah, and I mean, at least Uber at least revealed these numbers, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, like I said at the opening, it's, it's, it's one step in being accountable and one step in addressing violence against women is responding to, to this data. Right, right. Okay, so if we did a delay on ride-hailing, and if they brought in some more like sexual assault prevention training for drivers, as you mentioned, do you think that there's a potential to delay a service that would actually make women safer? Because one of the, I think one of the strongest arguments in favor of ride hailing is the argument that you guys have been making for a long time, that women are looking to get a safe ride home. And if we delay it even more, even in the even in the spirit of you know trying to per, make keep women as safe as possible, do we actually make women less safe if they continue to have to take a, a risky ride home? I think it depends on what your angle is. If we're we're looking at ending or reducing the amounts or the opportunities for for women to be targeted in the long run, then we waited this long in BC for rideshare. Um, what is another three weeks to a month? You know, to have that added sense of ideally safety and prevention okay okay stacy thanks for coming on thank you thank okay. you so much for having me All thank right. you Bye. thank you that's stacy forrester she is a coordinator with good night out